Hey chickies, I'm your host Steph. And I'm Chelsea. From Mummy Mayhem. We're here to talk all things mummerhood, but not your highlight reel or sugar-coated version. But the not-so-glam side. Be prepared for birth stories, poo explosions, meltdowns at our favourite cafe, and I guess you get the gist. I'm Steph, first-time working mum of 11-month-old Nate finding my feet and adjusting to the selfless life of being a mum. I'm passionate about mindfulness and filling my cup first so that you can fill others. I'm Chelsea, first time boss mama, living off coffee and never getting on top of my laundry. I'm all about going with the flow and self-empowerment. I have a beautiful baby girl, Chase, who is nine months old. Our mission is to let you know, girl, you're not alone and this too shall pass. story time (laughs) yes so this week's story time is during birth it's quite an embarrassing moment basically what happened was um when i was induced they decided to break my waters um and so you know they got the little hooky thing broke my waters and then they were like okay a big warm patch went on the bed they're like you can go wash yourself off it was lovely loved that um so i did that and i got ricky to take me to the shower so he took me to the shower to wash me off and then he made me laugh oh no no what happened was he um was washing me and my waters started to drip on his foot and i didn't notice and ricky's like hey you're dripping on me and i was like (laughs) oh my god i'm so sorry and then it made me laugh and then a huge gush came out onto him as well so it was very embarrassing i just imagine that's so cute though i love stories like that like i think that's such like a funny memorable moment yeah so we definitely became a lot closer from that experience that's for sure yeah (laughs) well that brings us into this week's topic which is our birth story yay i'm really excited i'm so excited all of you have been asking for our birth story so we're so happy to be yeah telling you them um we're gonna be talking about steph's birth story this week yes amazing um so first question i guess what was your birth plan like going into or like what was your expectations before like pre Yeah, right. So I think my biggest thing was not having a birth plan. I was very big on knowing that in reality, birth plans never go to plan. So in saying that, I definitely had a good idea from the research that I did on the type of birth that I wanted, but my birth plan was initially a water birth. Um, I was hoping that I could just relax in the bath, in the hot bath, and then when I became too hot, I could get into the cold Mm. and back in and out of the bath was the idea, especially because it really softens your perineum and I was really scared of tearing. So I thought, yes, I'm not a very calm person. This will calm me, soothe me, and I loved a good bath and I still do today. So that was the plan. Um, Yes, like I said, plan, did not go to plan, and then I... um, obviously couldn't have a water birth. So my other things that I considered were pain relief and my birth plan pain relief was hell no to a epidural. Um, (laughs) Only reason being um, I was shit scared of needles. um, And I also really wanted to feel the 
pushing. Like I, my mum had epidurals and she said to me that she couldn't really feel herself push. And that was a big thing. I was like, I don't want to feel numb from the waist down and not be able yeah. to walk. So it was more like scared. It wasn't about who's the toughest or anything like Mind that. Mind you, which you have like mentioned earlier, is that everyone told you all these horrific birth stories. Yeah. So you're like mentally scarred from people telling you about like epidurals got wrong and like exactly. all this stuff. And you're like, oh. Like nerve damage <laughs> yeah. and bloody, yeah. And like slowing the birth down. I've heard that's a very common thing when you have an epi is it mm. takes so much longer to give birth so your body's going through labor way longer so yeah yeah all of those things I was just like no I don't want that that was my only big kind of like hard no um in terms of pain relief I was really okay with um gas because as soon as you finish breathing that in it's out of your system so it's only when you're inhaling it that it helps you um so I knew that wasn't going to be harmful to the baby and also um if worst case I was going to go for morphine um if I couldn't bear the pain because obviously first time mum I have no idea what I'm in for um and I was like well as long as I have morphine early enough that it doesn't affect the baby when they're born then I'm good with that as well so yeah that was kind of my only birth plan and I also had decided early on that I was going to have my mum my sister and my partner in the birth room with me. Yeah, you had like a party up in your room. Yeah. With so many people. It was so good. I but I'm a people person. Yeah. I need I need a lot of support around me and um yeah, so I think but, that's why I did that. Amazing. Um well, how would I guess my next question blah, my brain just went completely. Um then was how did you come into labor? So we left off last episode oh, yeah. with you at the hospital. Yeah, making your choices. Yeah, so I went home that night um, with an induction booked in for Friday, and they told me to call them first thing Friday morning to get a a time because it was just before Christmas. They were fully booked, so yeah. there was no guaranteed time. So I went home from the hospital Thursday afternoon, and I stopped at Best and Less, like Best and Less of all the places, and I brought Nate um, some Christmas socks because I knew he was going to be here before Christmas. So I really wanted to like spoil him for that. Christmas so, baby. Yeah, and you know how much I love Christmas. So yeah, had to do that. Um, and then I went home. Um, tried to relax. I went for another walk to try and see if I could bring him on naturally by Mm -hmm. myself. That didn't happen. Um, And I also messaged a girlfriend and was like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And she was um, on school holiday. She's a teacher. And she was like, nothing. I was like, will you do my hair for me, please? (laughs) I wanted her to, I can't braid for the life of me. And I really wanted my hair braided, pulled back out of my face. Yeah, you didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. And then I thought it looked cute in photos and all that kind of silly stuff that does not matter now. (laughs) Um, So I booked in with her, depending on what time I went into labor, um, to the labor ward, um, that she would do my hair on the way. And so anyway... Friday morning comes around and I call up at 6.30 a.m., super nervous. Um, and, yeah, they told me that to come in at 8.30. And I was like, what, 8.30 a.m. or p.m.? And then they were like, 8.30 a.m. So, yeah, that was a shock. I didn't expect to You're even You're expecting get like 11 or 12 yeah, or something. Yeah, like later in the day. But no, so no hair was done for me, unfortunately. Um, but that's okay. I, yeah, so I called my sister and my mum and were like, wake up, wake up. And they are not early risers. So I, yeah, I was super worried that they weren't going to be there. But yeah, they woke up and they stopped on the way and got some snacks for me. So that was really We sweet. love snacks. We love a snack. Yeah. So yep. my snacks were, um, grapes and, 
uh, triple chocolate cookies, um, energy hits, and also Gatorade. Oh, Powerade, I think, yeah. So just a bit of um, electrolytes and stuff. Yeah, to keep me going along the way too, which was exciting. Um, And, yeah, obviously Ricky was there the whole time (laughs) with me. Um, The night before I did a face mask, tried to, like, get all zen and chill and tried (laughs) to sleep, but I couldn't sleep at all. I was just too nervous and I excited. think I was messaging you the night before, yeah, yeah, and you were like, I'm going to, like, get induced tomorrow. I'm so nervous. And I was like, you've got this. Like, yeah. us both still hadn't had a baby yet, so we both had no clue no what we were No idea. Yeah. yeah, no idea what we are in for. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, How would you uh, – actually, no, let's not, let's not go into that first. I was going to say, um, how did you – like, obviously, you got induced, so – yeah. How did you get induced? Oh, There's so many different ways because I know you got you went to your induction completely different to mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, basically, I was already dilating. So I was, I think I was two centimeters dilated. So they didn't need to do a balloon or gel to get me yeah. along the way. And they they wanted Nate here as soon as possible. So they just went straight to breaking the water. So at about 11 a.m. Uh, yeah, I'd say 11 a.m. roughly, they broke my waters and they have this, like, metal hook. How does that feel? Like, my waters, I, I didn't get mine. Those were natural. Mine were naturally broken. Yeah, how does it feel getting them pop. broken? It's a pop like, feeling. And she was new. And it, it's like this big, big-ass hook that they stick up. It yeah. looks like a sewing needle. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, it was a bit scary. So, I met my midwife when I was there and she was so beautiful. Her name was Kayla and I loved her so much. But she, I could tell that she was kind of new or just returning because there was like a higher midwife telling her what to do yeah um so she got the hook in there and it was like five minutes I swear of her trying to break them oh my god and her the other nurse was like you have to get deeper and like trying to show her what to do so I had like a hook inside me for like five minutes and what is happening and then there was this big pop and then a warm burst of water all yeah. over the bed. And I was like, oh, like, ew. It was so warm. I didn't expect the, like, the, <laughs> the temperature. Yeah. And at that much, there was a lot, a lot gushing. And then when she thought I was done, then you get up and then you walk to the bar. Yeah, and that, then you leave to live Ricky. Yeah, exactly. So that was crazy. Um, and then they let me stay like that for an hour without um, a drip to see if I would progress naturally. And I definitely did get contractions, but they weren't regular enough mm. to just labor on my own yeah so then they added the drip in um and yeah so about 1 one thirty, I went into active labor they checked me and I was four centimeters dilated um uh, yeah and they were just like mon- I was hooked up to the drip and they said they would ease it in for me and not put it too hard yeah um and did that for me and then yeah it was it was pretty pretty chill I was bouncing on the ball chatting laughing and then just breathing through the contractions it wasn't as severe as I thought it would be this is at like four centimeters um and then yeah over the next two hours shit got real (laughs) so it went from like me being able to chat and talk to like having to stop and breathe through the contractions. Yeah. And I didn't know how to breathe. So the doctors were telling, uh, the midwife was sitting with me the whole time because this is another thing that's different when you're induced. You have someone with you the whole time. So she was in my room from start to finish. She said she wouldn't be and I was really devastated. She said that usually it takes, you know, 12 to 14 hours to be induced um, and have a baby. So it was unlikely she'd be here for the actual birth. And yeah. I was devastated because she's so, so lovely. Um, but, yeah, so she's like, I won't be here, but I'll help you now. And I thought that's cr- 
crazy. You're going to have yeah. like two or three midwives help you bring a baby into the world, not just one. So yeah, that was a bit strange. Um, but yeah, so she sat with me and we just chatted for hours, like all of us. And I got to know a lot about her and about, yeah, other, other birth experiences with people. And yeah, it was just really cool until it got too um, painful to That's deal so cool. With. I love that you had like a midwife and your mum and like everyone in there and you was having like a big old like chat party. party. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. so like cool that the um because you had gave birth at the Gold Coast Hospital. Yeah, right? Gold Coast yeah. University Hospital. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, public, which was yeah, which was really cool. Um, we were in the birth suite from the beginning when I got induced. They just took me straight to the birth suite. Yeah. Um, did all the monitoring on the tummy and stuff first, and they um, they have like these wireless. Um, baby monitor thingies. I can't remember what they're called, but they pretty much like strap them. It's like a, like a circle disc and they stick it on your stomach and yeah. they strap the straps around you. Do you yeah. have those? Yeah. Yes. Or do you have the clip on Nate's head? Well, later I had the clip, but mm. obviously at the beginning when yeah. I was four centimeters, his head wasn't there yet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, in the beginning I had just the the circular things you were mm-hmm. talking about and that's how they monitored my contractions and yep. told me how regular they were but what I loved most about the midwife is she kept me so out of the loop and I think that's really important that we're not focused on the figures or the numbers or the time yeah. so she wouldn't tell me the time ever she wouldn't um tell me if she was increasing my um drip you know to make the oxytocin go quicker or anything like that I was just so oblivious to that stuff and I think that's really important because mm. It's really, it's a mental game giving birth, and if if you're um, disheartened, yeah, yeah, I think sometimes going in with like less information and less knowledge is better than too much knowledge. Like when people say knowledge is power, sometimes it's not. Like no. sometimes you just want to be blissfully unaware. Yeah, yeah you just get through. Yeah, yeah, so true. I love that for sure. So I think the next part was active labor, and yeah. so at about one p.m. I went into active labor labor <laughs> and um yeah when I when it was getting too painful I would bounce on the ball but I was getting really bad back pain so I had a back labor the entire way through my pregnant uh my birth <laughs> um and yeah basically they just held I um the midwife showed us first but she basically did acupressure on my yeah. lower back to really like massage it in and help through the contraction. I don't know what it is, but it was so much relief. It was amazing. Oh, that's so good. So I was just like bouncing on the ball and then every contraction I'd be like, mum, mum, Cassie, Ricky, come here, quick, <laughs> help, help. And I'd just go from chatting to like, oi, get here. Like I was quite aggressive. But yeah, they were, <laughs> someone had to be touching me the whole time and giving me that good massage. And it really like helped with the pain. But because I didn't know how to breathe properly, I was like, <laughs> through my contractions. And the midwife's like, no, no, you've got to breathe. And she's trying to show me how to breathe. I've never inhaled anything in my life. Like I've never been a smoker. I've never, yeah, I've never had to inhale anything. So trying to work on my breathing. every day though. Yeah, but I, I obviously don't breathe properly when I work out or anything but so. I think like um something like when somebody else is trying to tell you how to breathe and you're not getting your own natural rhythm sometimes that throws you off and yeah. then you're like no this isn't working for me and you just get frustrated and you end up like yeah not worse too. off yeah. and like yeah. panting and yeah. yeah so that's what was happening so that was fun I also made a trip to the toilet at least 10 times in that first hour of active labor like I didn't, I kind of felt like I needed to poo the whole time and then pee. And I was so like in the back of my head, I was so worried about, um, like shitting. Yeah. Shitting. When you, <laughs> shitting. <laughs> when you I don't know how to put it lightly. Yeah. 
pooing myself while I was pushing out the child. I was yep. really concerned about that. So every time I had that pressure, I was like, oh, I better go to the toilet and see if this is it, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> so, so funny. Yeah, so that was um, because uh, I'm like, I don't know how you hold it in. So yeah. The first yeah, hour, I wouldn't know I was how like you would that. hold in a poo and yeah. push out baby at the same time. They're I don't think that's even possible. And aren't. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so so I was concerned about that in and out of the toilet. Um, and yeah, it was just like um, contractions were about two minutes apart. Oh no, they went for two minutes and they're about thirty seconds apart. So that was where I was at. Um, and yeah, I was dealing okay, but it got to around three thirty, and I was in so much pain, like. I was like, holy shit, I went through a little mental breakdown. Like, how am I going to do this? Like, they told me that it's one centimeter per hour. So I would be in labor for over 10 hours and sometimes longer. And I'm like, if I'm in this much pain now and it's only 3.30 and I'm only four centimeters dilated, I'm I'm not going to make it. What's it going to be like? I was like, just end my life. Like, (laughs) I'm so dramatic. I was like, I can't do it. Like, this is too much. I can't do it. And um, then the midwife said to me, you just need to breathe through each contraction and think of it as one less contraction. So like, kind of like it's for for good, like every contraction you have is progress. Yeah. That's how she made me think of it. And then, um, yeah, my mindset kind of shifted after that, but I was still just having struggles like breathing. Um, so then I, um, she went on her lunch break and I was like, oh no. Like I missed her for that half an hour or an hour she was away. And while she was away, I was like, I need some pain relief. Like I need to do some pain relief now. Like we're only, you know, two and a half hours in and I'm already struggling. Like fuck, help me. Um, So I asked for some gas and they gave me the gas, which was a lifesaver. It made me... Breathe. Yeah, it made me breathe. (laughs) It got the gas at 3.30. My pain went from like a 3 out of 10 to an 8 out of 10. So I would have said I was in quite a bit of pain. But once that gas came into play and I figured out how to inhale it properly, um, it was a lifesaver. It did relieve the pain, but it was more about the breathing. And also because I never, I don't do well with drugs. So when I have endone, I pass out. Like any yeah. kind of strong medication, I don't do very well with. Um, so they made sure to put it on half level just to, yeah, be sure as well. Um, and that that did the trick. That was enough for me not to get too bad. Um, yeah. About an hour later, I did vomit. Um, but usually, when you get the gas, you vomit straight away if yeah. it if it if is affecting much. you. Yeah, too much. Exactly. So yeah, that was good. Um, and then I also asked for another check at that time too. I wanted to be checked again, and they really don't want to check you much through the whole pregnancy. Yeah, no. uh, the whole birth. I keep saying pregnancy. Sorry. Um, yeah, they. The midwives um, don't want to disharden you. And because they say it takes so long to give birth, mm. they don't want to check us and report there's no progress because yeah. that can be, yeah. But then at the same time, you know your body best. Like if you want to be checked, do you feel like something's changed? Ask to be checked, like demand to be checked yeah. because like you could have progressed and then they're just thinking, oh no. Yeah, like Yeah, but you guys will hear about in my yes. birth story. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Um, for sure. So I completely yeah. agree with you there. And I did push it. I was like, no, I feel like my body has changed. I've been through a lot in this last two hours. Let me see where we're at. Yeah. And I was six centimeters dilated. So that was at about four, I'd say, because I got checked around 3.30. So between 3.30 and four, I was six centimeters dilated. So in just over two hours, I had moved two centimeters and that's right on track. They say one hour, one centimeter per hour is like the perfect scenario. 
So I was super excited about that and I came to terms that it was going to be at least another four hours if that was the case before yeah. giving birth and I could deal with that one contraction at a time. So yeah, it was good for my mental health to hear that. Um, and then all of a sudden, my body started to convulse. I was like shaking like a leaf. I I was I was still with it, but my body had just gone into like shock, and yeah. I was so so shaky. So the midwives had to call in the doctors to check on me. They were a bit concerned, um, and they came and did some observations and chatted to me and stuff. And they figured out it was just adrenaline, and it was just after they told me I was six centimeters. So maybe it was like me, like oh my gosh, this baby's coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it might have been my body reacting to that. But yeah, convulsions, and I was cold. So they wrapped me in a blanket, and I was laying on my side at this point. Um, up until then, I'd been laboring on the ball, and then when I got the gas, I started to go on my knees and wrap my arms around the bed head. So I was yeah. kind of like on all fours, um, and that's how I was most comfortable with the big ass belly and the back yeah. massages. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that would give you a lot more pain relief as well. I've like because obviously if you've got back labor, then you don't want to be on your back. Yes. Yeah. And I oh, that was my other birth plan. I didn't want to. I didn't want to give birth on my back because I've heard that's the most unnatural way to get the baby out. So I was like, nope, I don't want to be on my back and laying down. It doesn't progress. Which too brings much. us back to you wanted to give birth in the water, oh, yeah. but at this point, <laughs> there was no no hope. So because the water, the water birth was only if you're not induced in my hospital. If you're induced, you can't. Um, so that was out the window. But I didn't even use a hot shower. A lot of people talk about how great the hot yeah. shower is. I'd have thought of nothing worse than a hot shower when I was laboring. I just was like already that hot. They were like putting cloths around my face to cool yeah. me down and stuff. So I don't know how I would have gone with a water bath, but maybe next one we'll give it a go. <laughs> we'll see how we go. But yeah, so that was pretty much um, the beginnings of it. My mum wouldn't massage my back, but instead she would like stroke my hair and feed me Cute. water. And like she was just really like comforting and nurturing yeah. which is what I needed and yeah so I'm so lucky I had them all in the room but my sister she's an occupational therapist she was like in work mode she was like hands-on like ready to go even the midwife was giving me those back massages too like she didn't have to That's she was so just, nice yeah it was just so good so let's talk contractions yeah how did you how would you describe a contraction um the worst thing ever <laughs> no 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 um I think that a contraction is is okay. Like, it's so much pain through it. You can't even talk. You're just... I kind of went to another level, like, in another mindset. I yeah, wasn't I even like present. it's like an out-of-body experience. Yeah, yeah, it's so true when they say that. Like, it really is. And I was, I was focused and didn't even know. Like, the time kind of merged together. Mm. And I was kind of in my own little world. Yeah. But I would say it was super... Super painful pressure on my lower back was most of the contraction work. I didn't really feel it anywhere else. Like my tummy was obviously tightening hardcore, but because I was having a back labor and Nate was posterior, um, I was, which means faced the other way around to yep. normal. Um, that was a great description. <laughs> yes. Um, I would say, yeah, it was just like severe pain on the back. And then once that contraction was over though, is so relief, like so much relief, you know, you could just yeah. like breathe again, like for me anyway, because I had those consistent, I think the drip helped keeping them consistent. That's probably what the drip's for. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. But yeah, so I would describe it as out of body experience and yeah, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> to put it 
it lightly. <laughs> um, yeah, 4.30, so an hour after the last time I checked, I was feeling so much pressure down there and it felt different. I felt a burning sensation too. And I could feel my private part area as well as my back labor. It's called like the ring of fire or something. I think people say that like yeah. when you feel like the head, the head like crowning. start crowning and start coming down. Like yeah. the birth canal, you tend to hear this, feel this burn. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I definitely started to feel that and the pressure was immense. It was mm. like someone was pressing down on me and like shoving me into the ground. Like it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. So the pressure was really bad and I was like, can you please check me again? And they're like, you you know, we checked you an hour ago. Like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I, I feel like I'm ready to push. And they're like, oh, what? Really? Really? And they listened to me and that's what I think I love most about the midwives that were with me. They were actually like, believed me because I've yeah. heard so many horror stories where they just don't listen and then bam, the baby's <laughs> born in a car. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so they checked me again and um, I was nine and three quarters centimetre dilated. So um, pretty much 10 centimetres and that's when you can push. You have to be at full, fully dilated yeah. at 10 centimetres. So they're like, wait 10 minutes and you can push. And at this point, my mind was like, you're like, 10 minutes? Fuck, 10 more minutes of this. But at the same time, I was like, holy shit, I'm about to meet our baby. Like, yeah. what is happening? It was just a lot of swear words in my yeah. head. And, um, but yeah. Question, did you swear during labor at all? I don't think so. Yeah. I think I made my contraction, or oh, we'd have to ask someone else what I sounded like. But I think I was just, I wasn't humming like you. Like, mm. I think I was like, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I, when I so Ricky put pressure on my back. Yeah, I think I was just bossy, and I'm yeah. always bossy. But also when I exercise, and I'm um, yeah, when I'm exercising, I make funny sounds. So all the girls at Kit Camp tell me that I sound so cute when I'm um, in pain because I kind of go like ow or like. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like that when I'm in pain and I think it was the same in labor I think yeah. that was just like a louder like ah yeah. like you know it wasn't wasn't this gr gr grunty it wasn't like or, a guttural yeah, yeah. so I, I don't know we'll have to ask um my sister about that one but yeah so it definitely helped me though like making yeah. sounds to push for sure um and then they said I could I could push um, but they said I had to take the gas away to push so yeah. that I could really focus on it. And I was like, are you kidding me? What? <laughs> I have to take the pain relief away. So they took it away from me and then it took me about just over an hour to push him out. And how it was, was the contractions were still the same about two minutes and then 30 seconds rest and then two minutes. So it's two minutes of pushing and then in between pushing, I was exhausted and like, oh my gosh, he's never coming. Like I felt like it was the longest hour of my life yeah. and it got towards the end and they had to call the doctors in and the doctors had to come in um, and chat to me. I was still quite oblivious to everything that was happening at the time though because I was in this, yeah, in my own little world. But the doctors had said to my partner that they're going to have to cut me if I don't get him out in the next push. Um, but they didn't tell me that again. They kept that on the down low. So they just came in and they're like, all right, Stephanie, you really need to push now. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, what the fuck have I been doing for the last hour? <laughs> I've been pushing. Um, but yeah, so I pushed extra hard, made all the noises, and his head came out. Yay! I know. And then the, my contraction stopped. <laughs> and they were like, 
Okay, you can't, like, it's really bad to push when you have no contraction. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's bad for the baby. I don't know, I think when your uterus is contracting and pushing down and you're pushing at the same time, it's like one big swift movement. Yeah. But when you're pushing and your body's not pushing, I think that's when you can, like, do do some damage. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so I stopped pushing. They're like, okay, well, we'll have to wait, you know, the 30 seconds until the, the next... The I have yeah. my head right now. I'm just laying, yeah. she's head sticking out, everything else still in. They're like, do you, want, uh, do you want to touch your head? Do you want to touch the head? I'm like, what? No way. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything worse. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to look. I was just like, get this baby out. Um, so anyway, the next contractions, I pushed and pushed and it was getting towards the end and he wasn't moving. So the um, midwife yanked on his, like twisted and yanked him yeah. out on his shoulders. So he came out that way and I tore then. Yeah. So I didn't tear with the big head, which was 38 centimetres, might I add, ladies. Yeah, that's a big, oh, a big oh. head. Oh, baby's awake. <laughs> One moment. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I pushed him out and then they like, I was still on my knees at this point and they said, turn around and grab the baby. So when I picked up Nate, he was heavy. I turned around and picked him up and he felt like dead weight but and all slimy, but not what I imagined. He wasn't all bloody or anything like that. He was just covered in that, I don't know what it's called, but that gunk, you know, the gooey stuff. And I picked him up and cuddled him. And yeah, I was like, wow, this is my child. I just, I just made him. I pushed him out. We had a couple of questions on our Instagram for us to answer that oh, we would love. Yeah. Love. Um, so a couple of ladies asked, how would you describe the birth of Nate in one word? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say empowering. Empowering. I felt so friggin' proud of myself once Nate was in the world. Um, the, sh- the afterwards, I had a little shower and I couldn't even like shower myself I was in like so much shock my whole body was shaking again so that was traumatic but a few hours after birth and just before going down for a bedtime I felt good I was like wow like how crazy are women yeah (laughs) and the next question was when did you feel my child in the background seriously (laughs) when did you you feel answer it too what's your word for chase or am I answering it in mine for yeah Oh, actually, we're going to save that for the next episode. I'll save episode. it for my next episode for my first story. Uh-huh. Um, hint, hint on what the next episode will be. Yeah. Uh, when was... Blah, 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 when did you feel like you lost your modesty? Oh. When was the moment you were like, yeah, leaving my <gasps> dignity? Yeah. Um, it may... I feel like it was when I was... <laughs> I haven't mentioned this part of the story. So when I vomited, I was on the toilet. So I'd walk to the toilet and Ricky was helping me out the toilet and I vomited into a bag on the toilet on the toilet whilst doing number two. So Ricky was just holding the bag for me whilst I was I like, love that. Yeah, pooing and vomiting at the same time. So I picked him up off the bed and cuddled him into my chest and we had skin to skin contact for about an hour. And I'd like to say it was such a beautiful experience, but uh, I was just in so much shock. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. I was feeling freaked out, um, especially because I feel like getting the placenta out was much more traumatic than the birth. Like, did you have to push, or did they just like pull it out? Both. Yeah. So they gave me that needle to get it out quick. I don't know. Yeah. It's some some needle they offer you. I was like, yeah, I'll take that. So they gave me a needle, um, and then I tried to push it out, and it 
wasn't moving so then they gave me more gas and started pressing on my tummy to try and push it out themselves yep. and in the end they tugged it out and pulled it out but oh. it took yeah all I can think of is them like pulling out a large uh-huh. organ which, which it is it was so painful like more painful than birth and I think that's maybe because the, the big things that like come out yeah the endorphins and the adrenaline may have ran out and then you're sore yeah from a baby yeah. yeah and you're like oh shit that just happened like I'm off that high now. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like cuddling Nate. There's some photos of me cuddling Nate. And Ricky's got his, um, and he's holding the gas for me and cuddling me. It's really, it's kind of cute, but funny at the same time. Um, and also I, we, we knew Nate's name before he came. We decided on Nate. But yeah. we said we could change our mind if we saw him and he didn't look like a Nate. And the first thing Ricky said to me was, yeah, he's definitely a Nate. So, oh, that's so cute. That, that gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love so it. that was pretty much it. Um, then everyone took turns of holding him after they'd stitched me up. Oh, I got a, sec- a second degree tear. So, yeah, they had to stitch me up. Um, so they wait a while. They wait for the blood. I don't know. I don't know why, but it took over an I hour. I think they wait for the blood up. to like the blood flow to go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it took over an hour to get stitched up by a doctor, but it was just one continuous stitch. So I was very lucky. Um, and I let everyone hold him, but I was more like, yeah, you hold him. Like, I don't know what to do. You hold him, you know? And when we tried to latch for breastfeeding, he had so much, um, he swallowed so much of the ambiotic fluid. Yeah. He wouldn't even latch, and I was freaking out about that too. And he was like coughing up phlegm or fluid, and so that was a little bit scary. But yeah, he was a healthy baby. Then they weighed him and did all the cool stuff with daddy, and daddy put on his first nappy for him. Um, He was seven pound 12 ounces, so three and a half kilos at 38 weeks. 51 centimetres and he had a huge head, 38 centimetres, which is like the 100th percentile for heads. <laughs> so no wonder it took a while to push him out. <laughs> but yeah, it was such an empowering experience. Um, traumatic as hell. Um, yeah. But I would do it again in a heartbeat and I'd do it the exact same way. I wouldn't care if I had to be induced again. Like I yeah. would go through all of that again a hundred times if it meant I, I got naked. Mum, rage. Yes, welcome back to your favorite segment of the, the week. week. <laughs> um, Mum, rage. This is a moment that has been happening a lot in the last week, so I really need to make mention of it. So Nate has this squeal. It's very high pitch. I'm not gonna lie. It's like <laughs> I, can't, I was just saying vinegar. I can't even get as high as he gets. No. Like, and yeah. it's quite piercing in the ears, mm. right? So that's just a little thing that he's going through. And babies have that. They talk loud. They make noises. They're babies. So anyway, we're in um we're at dinner. It's like six p.m. Monday night. We're at um the local RSL, which is a family club, and we're there for dinner. And he starts doing the squeal, and I'm like, oh shh, baby, shh, like, uh oh. Which like, firstly, why do you feel the need to be like, shh, like not why do you like? Yeah, it's weird. Why like, do we? Why do we yeah. do that to ourselves? Agreed. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, be quiet. Like the first two I just let go over there was like four and I was like, oh, shh, baby. And then I turn around and there's this older woman and she's like giving me the dirtiest look ever. Like, excuse me, like shut your baby up type thing. And she, not once, every time Nate did it, she was just like, staring, like death staring I wish you up. guys could see his death face oh, right yeah. now. It is like <laughs> the stink face. Yeah. Bitch oh. stare. Like, and I got so annoyed. Oh. I wanted to walk up to her and say, 
Well, we're in a family club. I'm sorry that he's making noise. Like, get fucked. Sorry. He's a baby. Yeah. Like, he's going to make noise. He's not going to, ugh. Yeah. So that was just my mum rage of the week. Like, why do you have to give the facial expression? I get it. Babies are noisy. It might annoy you. But why do you have to go out of your way to, like, let, because she knew I could And to, see like, her. physically stand there and stare at yeah. you. To wait, like, to hold the facial expression. To wait until you see her doing that to I you. Know. Like, that's just rude. Yeah. So... If you've got nothing nice to say, even on your face, without saying words, don't. Just yeah. keep your little facial expressions to yourself. This week's note to self, you never know how strong you are until being strong is your only choice. I feel like this is such like a, like I feel like, especially women, like you don't realise how powerful you are, how much you are capable of, and how like incredible you are until you actually like go through something like childbirth or go through hard times and go through the dirt like the real shit and you come out the other side and you're like wow like I actually got through that and yeah. you realize how strong you are and how like incredible how, you yeah, are. yeah 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 um which brings us to this week's shout out so this week's shout out goes to kick camp on the gold coast this is a uh, boot camp run by women for women for all the mamas out there. Um, we absolutely love it. Steph goes to kick camp. Yes, I love it. They're all about body positivity, about mindfulness, about loving your body no matter the shape and size, and just yeah, it's just all about empowering other women. And yeah, I've been to a few here and there when I visit Steph on the Gold Coast, and I just love the community. Like, I'm obsessed with the community Kick Camp have, and I feel like there needs to be more of Kick Camp. There needs to be one in Brisbane, like, mm, yeah, yeah, Sunshine Coast. There needs to be them everywhere. Like, yeah. just saying, I'll, 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 I'll buy a franchise. Uh, we, we need it everywhere. Like, honestly, the community is incredible, and we love what you're doing, ladies, so keep doing it. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. We so appreciate your support and your love. It honestly means the world to us. Yes, for sure. If you want to connect with us, we are available on Instagram. We like to chat. So um, at at the Mummy Mayhem um, podcast and same with our Gmail at the Mummy Mayhem podcast we love to have a good gossip so jump in our slide in our dms um if you guys want to share it around as well we would love your support honestly if you know a mum to be if you are a mum if you know someone that is a mum tell your, if you're a dog mum yeah <laughs> tell your mama tell your grandma tell your neighbor's dog tell everybody and shout it from the rooftops we so appreciate it and yeah we can't wait to talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. Ciao.